This week's episode of Comic Book Club is sponsored by Alitu. What's Alitu? I don't know. What's Alitu with you? I'm just kidding. Alitu is a podcast maker app on the web. It automates the production and publishing process and offers a tool to make editing quicker and easier. Here's how it works. Podcasters record their show as normal, then upload the recordings to Alitu. Alitu then converts all your files, cleans up the volume, background noise, and hiss. Then Alitu pieces the clips together, adds your theme music automatically, and publishes the episode direct to your podcast host. If you need to edit out any mistakes, you can use Alitu's custom podcast editing tool to do just that before creating your finished episode. On top of that, Alitu has got a free theme music library to polish up your show. Plus, coming in the next month, call recording. Record your show right into Alitu, whether it's a solo show with your co-host or an interview with a guest. Try it out for a week free over at Alitu.com. That's A-L-I-T-U.com to get your one-week free trial. <laughs> What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are coming to you live from the internet, which is a very exciting place to be. It's where Wolverine lives. It's where Al Gore lives. Uh, what about you guys? True. How you living this week? You living large? Living large. Uh, voted today. That was a blast. Uh, nice. It was actually, quite a long time. Way more than I thought. Two hours-ish. Uh, mm-hmm. which was crazy. Um, and yeah, excited to uh, get that. It fe- truly feels did like I finished my homework. Did you go to the Barclays Center? Is that why it was two hours? Because you wanted to do it in the big spot? Oh, yeah, yeah you had I, to get like I, Shake Shack, stop by the Target yeah. and the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, dunk. I dunked. I dunked out of it, and then I voted uh, nice. right down the party line. It was great. Uh, Pete, did you vote yet? Your vote actually is... Now, yeah, right? I voted early, bro. I did that. You like, can say his vote week. matters. <laughs> his vote is ice cold. Your vote is like a finishing move in Mortal Kombat. My vote is like one little punch off to the side. You're just like tearing <laughs> the spine out of democracy yeah. in a good way. In a good way. Finish him. Let's hope so, buddy. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Smart move. I guess, Alex, you and I have to move to Michigan or uh, well, Iowa. I, just, I I vote in every state just to kind of like cover all my bases. <laughs> no, I don't think that's legal, bro. Yeah, yes. I have a, it's fine. It's not a the, problem. The court of Zalbans. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think anybody has specifically brought up a problem with that sort of behavior, so it should be good to yeah. go. No, I voted even, in. Uh, even joking about it, it's fun. Yeah. It uh, <laughs> doesn't make me feel really weird and very uncomfortable. I voted in uh, Sunset Park here in Brooklyn on Saturday on the first day of early voting. Uh, it was great. Line wrapped around the block, took about an hour, but everybody was very calm and, and took yes. their time and everything, which is good. Um, I don't know how it's going to be like on election day, but everyone will have already voted. It's oh, be yeah, a there you go. We'll be all done. Yeah. 11 a.m. on November 3rd, we'll be like, well, that's it. Call, call it. it. <laughs> Uh, that would be great. Uh, you know what we're also calling is we're going to call in our first guest. Woo-hoo! Actually, yes. our only guest today here in uh, the stream. I'm definitely going to mangle his name, and I'm going to apologize about oh, that in advance. Uh, but Francois Vignon, he is the creator of Oni Press's Titan. Ladies and gentlemen, Francois, how are you? Hey! hey. I'm good. Can you hear me? Yes! yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. A dramatic pause. My small task. 
Uh, first of all, was I even close with the Francois Vignot? I was I was slightly distracted. How did you do it, uh, Francois Vignot? It's pretty. It's pretty smooth. Yeah. For wow, it, very smooth. Good. Yeah. Okay. Alex took uh, six weeks of French lessons to get. I can to tell. Prepare for this. I, it, yeah. was, it was exactly with the 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 right six weeks of French pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. All it takes. Uh, very excited to chat about this book. It comes out from Oni Press on November 10th, which is very cool. Uh, we got a little bit of an advanced look at it. I'll tell you what, this is probably going to break my computer, uh, but I'm going to try to bring up Ooh, a look yeah. at it. Yeah, there it is. I have a real copy of it. It's weird. Yeah, oh, that's, that's not breaking any computer. That is weird. <laughs> uh, here we go. I'm going to bring this up right here so the folks who are watching on the old tube or on Crowdcast can take a look at it. There we go. There it is. Uh, how does this look, everybody? Ooh, All right. Nice. Alex, nice. TechFlex, really cool. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, this book is great. I won't flip through all the pages because obviously we don't want to spoil stuff. Uh, but Let's again, just do a read-along. We can, we can yeah. all do different yeah. pages. Yeah. Part one, far, far away. Yeah. Oh, no. Alex, would you, would you be Phoebe? I think you would do a really good job. <laughs> Ooh, uh, oh, nice. oh, can I audition for the role of Phoebe? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Alex has it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's, you know, open call, you know. Oh, good, good. Nice, Let's nice. all read it separately, and then we'll choose who the best is. So uh, one of the things that I think, for those who are watching in the video forum versus the audio forum, you're going to have a hard time seeing this, uh, but uh, the colors are really fascinating. You're working very much in blacks and whites, and it's not even red, right? It's sort of a very light red or a pink, or what's going on there? What went with the color choice for this book? Sure. Well, I'm not afraid of the word pink. We can use, we can use the word pink. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, I like to work in spot color. Um, I think it's just a, it's an interesting kind of middle ground where I can, you know, add details, shading, kind of like a little bit more depth into the background of the art. Uh, but it's not as overwhelming for me. You know, I'm not, um, you know, number one, I'm not the world's greatest artist of all time. You guys, you may not have known that. Number it's two, not I'm not, like I'm not like a like a real expert at doing those little little cross hatching or like some super fine shading and detailing, and then sometimes it's in comics, in the '90s, we're past that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that. That was my era, you know. I like I grew up with that was like the Na plus ultra of uh, how you were supposed to draw, and um, and uh, I'm not that great at it. But I also and I work as an illustrator too, and I work in full color, and I like working at. It. But sometimes on the comic book page i feel like it's a little bit it can almost be overwhelming and i kind of really like that middle ground that you can get with spot color um and with titan titan came out and it was like kind of serialized before it, it ended up in the in the real world and and the french edition is actually purple it's a this is what Ooh. the french one looks like oh interesting so it's totally it's totally like a kind of a different vibe you know wow. now, why why the color change uh, or i guess well, why did you I, I, I ended up with purple in the French edition because my editor liked it, and he sort of thought it added a kind of a mysterious sci-fi weird vibe. And then I went back. I tried a bunch of different colors, but I went back to pink uh, in the uh, in the end for for the new edition coming out from Oni Press, and that was the very first color I tried. And I think I I, I sort of like how it. Uh, it has a sort of a it undercuts some of the dark material that's in the book. Yeah, so it has a sort it's of a romantic creepy. vibe. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I agree. I, I think sort of the two masters of the the relationship side of the story uh, in a good way, and then also the the eeriness. It's sort of a nice middle ground between that purple and and what you have. Good. Uh, 
Now, uh, what I'll mention here, and then I'll, I'll close this up because we don't want to get too far into the book uh, to spoil. Everybody should pick it up. Um, but these two main characters that you're seeing here, uh, it's kind of, uh, it's sort of like a Romeo and Juliet type thing, but in space. And one of them is very large and one of them is regular human size. That's the worst way of describing it. Fun right? size. <laughs> no, I, I wish I had had that that description when we were getting the cover and the cover blurb ready and everything because like it blows away what we what we wrote down on there. It's a, I think that would be a that would be good selling sell, selling copy right there. I like it. Blurb guy. Blurb guy. Uh, well, well, give me your pitch then. What is your pitch for the book? <laughs> I'm awful at it. I always do a really bad job at it. But um, basically, like you said, it's a it's a story about a relationship between two people, um, and they come from different worlds. Literally, in this case, you know, one of them comes from the Earth, and he's like normal sized, and the other person, uh, Phoebe, is she's from the moon of Titan, where all the people have been genetically engineered to live there. So they're all giants, you know, not like mm. fifty feet tall, but she's like. Eight, eight, eight feet tall, and uh, you know some yeah. people are like eleven feet tall, etc. And everybody who work who is a Titan, who's from the the world of Titan, is a worker. They are an underclass in the in the world of two hundred years or so in the future, and all their managers and all the security and all the structure of the the corporate structure and the governmental structure that's around them is all run by people from the Earth, and so there's a lot of. Cl- class conflict, racial conflict between the people from Titan, the people from the Earth. And so uh, the story has two main characters, kind of two points of view, but uh, is a little bit about that connection. And uh, but it's also, you know, hopefully it's a fun read. Also, it's a there's like some action and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Action, some uh, exciting societal conflict as the, <laughs> as the tallest member of comic book club i sort of oh, understand really i really no, identify really with no. the titans here <laughs> oh my god you guys get it as, as regular size humans mm-hmm. yeah fun size yes uh where where did the initial germ of this idea come from the the, the most uh the basic idea was just one day i was just like well what if there were big people it's really kind of a stupid <laughs> idea in a way, right? Basketball <laughs> or something? Like, what if they were big people? <laughs> well, actually, the, the, to, to really tell you the, the, the little germ of it is like one day I was walking around and I, I saw two dogs hanging out, interacting. What, what do dogs do? I don't know. Uh, hang out, I guess. And one of them was a very small little dog, like a chihuahua, and the other was like a much bigger dog. And I thought, what do these dogs think about each other? Like, who, like, who are they to each other? Because they're the same species, you know, like they're both descended from like the same, like, you know, genetic stock. And it's just through the meddling of humans that we've created these, these dogs that have very different, um, you know, uh, morphology, you know, their bodies are shaped really differently, but essentially they're both dogs. And so they still have dog interactions. And I'm sure you've seen this at like the dog park or when people are walking their dogs and there's like the little dog who thinks he's going to take on the, the great Dane oh, yeah. or, or what, or what have you. And um, yeah. so I just, that, that was like the silly kind of concept. And I was like, okay, well, what if people were like that? Like, what would, what would, hmm. what would the, 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 the structure be like? Um, and then, of course, that like kind of like unfortunately, it wasn't like dogs where I thought everything was going to be real cool between the giant humans and the normal humans. You know, like I kind of thought back to <laughs> this world that we live in, and I projected forward, and it it seemed to make sense to me that there might be some conflict between these these two groups of people. That's yeah. such a fascinating. I love way. It. I yeah, I love that too. That way that you got into there, and eventually you're like, hmm, I see a large dog and a small dog. What if they were humans in space? 
Right? It was like <laughs> yeah. that quick, basically. It got from one well, the other. dog park is sort of space for dogs <laughs> yeah. because they're at yeah. home and then they go into this place. It's like wide open. There's other mm-hmm. dogs there. Well, I mean, I could, have writ- I could have written a book about dog revolution instead of uh, t- Titan revolution. And, you know, like, the, <laughs> you know, the dogs are like the ultimate underclass for like, you know, you know, for tens of thousands of years have been subjugated by humans. They say ba- man's best friend, but really, is it really man's best friend or is it something else? It's a wow. different kind They're of relationship. Like You're workshopping on our no, show. You're, this is great. You're pushing the dog revolution. <laughs> See, as in my household, I serve the dog. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great for me, but uh, it's a nice way to, to change it up. Uh, now, as you mentioned, this was originally serialized, right? But obviously it's coming out in this uh, trade format right now. Uh, it still feels very relevant, uh, very timely, particularly right now. Yeah. Um, is that just kind of a happy mistake? <laughs> oh, I don't know if the word happy is the, cri- oh, is sure. the, is, is the right <laughs> term for it. But uh, um, it's weird, you know, like the, the book, uh, the French edition came out in 2017, and I started writing the book in 2012 you know it took me about five years to do the book so um i guess i shouldn't be too surprised that some of the themes and for like the readers the the listeners who haven't read the book you know it's um it's about like a revolution about like like a like a nascent political revolution on the moon of titan and there's a lot of like racial animosity class structure animosity um there's like like distinct like like scenes with like police violence and violence by like the state sanctioned violence and things like that. So there's all this stuff in there that is very, very much connects with the, unfortunately connects with the world that we're living in right now. Um, it's, uh, and you know, I think probably every author, like they really hope that their book's going to like capture the zeitgeist of what's going mm-hmm. on when it comes <laughs> out and they're going to be like the book of the season or something. Honestly, I like it's, kind of cool but it's more like upsetting you know uh i grew up in the united states it's 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 really a i i find the current situation there to be a sort of really stressful and and, and upsetting so i i would much rather that uh i don't know that my book was more out of place and that the, the scenes in it were more fantastical and people were yeah. like what a trip it's crazy a crazy adventure in another world or something like that, instead of being like, Oh, ripped from the headlines. But, um, so yeah, it it was, it's an accident. Um, you know, even earlier this year, uh, the book was supposed to, you know, the book had got delayed quite a bit. And, um, and even earlier this year, I like quite early in the year or maybe last year, I was like, I was like, Oh, it seems like some of the stuff has calmed down, you know, like maybe, maybe some things, some of the things I have in this book have like calmed down because we had, you know, we've had like, you know, it's been like, eight years of black lives matter, like, you know, like making an effort to like kind of engage the public. And I was like, Oh, maybe there's some, some difference, but I think this year we saw the, the backlash. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, since this has relatively speaking, been finished a while ago, is there new stuff that you're working on? Do you have a Titan two in the works or anything like that? I do. I do have some new things. You know, it's kind of funny. I'm it, again, because of, uh, this very bizarre and like sort of poorly written science fiction novel that we're all living through, you know, like the, 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 the unexpected global pandemic, like um, has caused a couple of projects to be delayed. Titan came out later than it was supposed to. And then there's this other thing that I'm working on that was already supposed to be out that won't come out till May of next year. Oh, wow. And so I can't really talk about it, but it's totally, um, it hasn't been announced yet, but that is a trip. It's totally a different kind of thing. It's a monthly comic book, uh, full color, um, science fiction comedy type thing. 
I'm not writing it. I'm just drawing it. Um, and it's just miles and miles away from t- the, uh, away from Titan, uh, maybe light years uh, since we're Ooh, in the sci-fi realm. We are in space. Uh, I think that's going to be really fun. That's going to come out in – that's good. I think it'll be announced sometime. It's Oni Press is also putting out that book. Uh, and then I'm starting uh, – I just started writing another kind of like a political sci-fi thriller sort of in, in line with Titan. Um, you know, it's a, a lot about like class conflict. Um, some people have told me that uh, Titan pro- could have almost taken place like in 1892 rather than 2192 because it's very much like the proletariat and the factory worker yeah. and everything like yeah. that. And And so in this new book, I'm sort of tackling a little bit more the modern face of like class conflict which you know is like very built into like consumerism and like you know like the ultra rich who have uh, who really oftentimes live in a literally different world than what we're living in and things like that and some of the conflict there so i'm gonna try and do something along those lines um but that finally getting away from the real american experience (laughs) exactly exactly i'm just i'm I'm just gonna take it really relaxed for the for the next next one Uh, one thing that struck me while reading it, and I don't think this is something you necessarily think while you're putting together a book, but uh, I'm curious if it did go through your mind at any point. This almost seems tailor-made for a movie in my mind, not just because of the arc, not just because of the plot or the action, but also because it's almost achievable sci-fi in a certain way. Like you have you have these tech implants that people have. You have the sets. Obviously, you're going to have to set another another planet. But in terms of the landscape of it, it's pretty small, and you just have slightly larger people and regular-sized people. Um, is that something that came to mind at any point when you're putting it together? I, w- I wouldn't mind at all. I like, you know, I'm like a big film buff. I like cinema a lot. Um, cinema, like... Film was a big inspiration for the book, you know, almost as much of an inspiration as like uh, science fiction novels or um, or comic books was. So I wouldn't mind at all. And um, it, yeah, I mean, I definitely thought about it a couple of times. I've thought sometimes that the that that it's actually like it's doable on a pretty big budget because of like you have to you have to like Gandalf all the <laughs> the giant people, which yeah. are, like it makes like like lots and lots of the shots special effects shots. So mm-hmm. I was like I, I've thought about that before. I've been like oh maybe uh, maybe well, I wonder what I wonder how people are going to manage that. But I, I think it'd be cool. We could have like a you know like. Like, like a good tall actress who mm-hmm. you know like and do the right shots and show, like yeah it'll, it'll work go. just great i'm into Wendell it and christie and tom cruise and you're pretty much set <laughs> that's exactly that's, it that's or not the, exactly I mean, the, what i what, what i had in mind but I, I i like i like i like this uh like we're doing a lot of uh workshopping i appreciate that <laughs> yeah, and speaking no of workshopping what if we take it back to the original pitch and we shoot it as dogs it's yeah, all just dogs, dogs. Yeah, just dogs because we are. We've already. It's not even a special effect. There's there's big dogs already. It's they're, that's they're, what I'm saying. They're for hire. I'm ready. We save money on the special effects, and we just have a really good dog trainer. What, so I will say, what if I would instead? Like, oh, I was just gonna say what. What if instead it's called Big Dogs for Hire because that's like a fun title. Not bad. Yeah, uh, instead of anyone, Titan. Anyone who's listening, I've got too much on my plate, so just go go for it. Big Dogs for Hire. It's yeah. it's yours. No problem. I don't. I won't even take <laughs> very my generous of you. My customary 15%. That's fine. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. Once again, uh, Titan is out November 10th from Oni Press. Uh, you can pick it, it up everywhere. Like it looks yeah. like that. It's awesome. Uh, Francois, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good luck. yeah good luck with everything. Uh, we'll send you your money. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> for Big Dogs for Hire.
You know, no, he yes, said he no. would waive his 15%. Oh, he's going to waive his I missed yeah. that part. I was yeah, too yeah. excited about everything coming together. Uh, once again, the book is called Titan. It's out from Odie Press on November 20th. <laughs> Twent? Twen. I'm oh, sorry. It's been a long There's week. no there's no oh, true man. date uh coming up. November yeah, dates, weird, yeah. Month. yeah. It's March Buary Turfentine. <laughs> yeah. This episode of Comic Book Club is brought to you by Hulu's Hellstrom. Hellstrom, that sounds scary. Pete, it is scary. Hellstrom is about two siblings, Damon and Anna Hellstrom, who have a dark history and a complicated relationship who use their skills and knowledge of the supernatural to help track down a powerful serial killer. Scary. Oh, oh no. No, 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 no. Pete, it's okay. It's okay. The show's pretty funny sometimes, too, or at least darkly comic. The cast is great. You got Tom Austin as Damon Hellstrom, Sidney Lemon as Anna Hellstrom, and Elizabeth Marvel is in it, too. And in between the chilling scares, everyone is still having a lot of fun. Okay, phew. At the same time, it's still not the sort of series you want to watch with the lights off. There's twists, turns, and plenty of gross scares, particularly for a hardcore horror fan like this guy. Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, But really, it's all about that family drama and some fun mysteries that will keep you guessing until the end of the season. And the good news is all episodes are now streaming on Hulu, so you can power through and find out the answers to those mysteries right now, today. Oh, okay, few, few. But also, it's terrifying. Stop! And emotional. Okay, all right, few. And about how the worst demons are the ones inside of us. There's demons inside of me? Metaphorical demons. Oh, no! Hellstrom. All episodes now streaming on Hulu. Uh, but definitely pick that up from Odie Press when it comes out. And uh, guys, we are going to move on to our next section, which is my favorite section because you all make it up. It's your audience question. Audience question. And for that, all you got to do is drop a question, ask a question here on Crowdcast or on YouTube. Just drop a question in the comments and we'll get to that. YouTube. Or if you're on YouTube, give us a little thumbs up there. We always like the thumbs up. Uh, yeah, Justin, always uh, like it. Justin, afterwards, after the show, you always do this. You give a report to your children how many thumbs I ups do. we got, and if yeah. we don't get enough, they cry, right? That's 100% right. And mm-hmm. like, it's not just a little cry, it's a big cry, like a cry right. they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Hey, um, Justin, speaking of crying, did you shave in between there to give yourself like a more like kind of like no, southern charm? You're or, great, you mean right? this part or this part? Yeah, yeah, that part. This part? What? No, it looks like um, you shaved right here and right here. Oh, right here. No, that's a, I'm my doc. I mean, do, costume is Doctor Strange. Oh, uh, my. Yeah. Is that not obvious? Is yeah. that not obvious? I've got. No, it is not obvious. Say it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I get it. By by the uh, I have. What are you drinking? Um, uh, me, I'm drinking a little Bengali Tiger from Six Point Ooh, Brewery. Nice. Uh, Pete, what about you? What are you up to? Oh, I'm uh, I'm just finishing off the last of this vodka here, and then nice straight <laughs> vodka. Cool. Yeah, great, cool. What distillery? And then uh, and then uh, putting in a little purple source Rex because I'm classy. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I uh, I went to the beer distributor near me today. Very exciting. Oh, uh, you love, love that. These. Uh, I actually got uh, two beers. Oh, no. uh, the one what, that I'm drinking what right berry now. smash are you drinking today? <laughs> I'm drinking uh, Maple Nipple. Oh, my God. From Lawson's. It's an amber ale with a little bit of Vermont maple syrup in it. It's uh, Alex. it's pretty good. Alex, no. How sweet what is drew, it? What drew you to that? The name? Maple Nipple? 
Uh, I gotta be honest, I've been there like three or four uh, weeks in a row at this point to buy weirder and weirder beers for the show, and it keeps calling to me, and I was like, I can't get the maple nipple. And then I got the maple nipple. (laughs) And you got it. You know what I also got today? Uh, It tastes like, it's good, it's an ale, it actually has like a very light maple syrup. old rainwater? Like old Vermont rainwater Mm -hmm. in a barrel? Yeah, with like, like a... Suck it on a Vermont maple tree. We got to oh, get a lock the Moreau to do that one. Uh, the other one that I got, which I think you're going to like even more, Justin. You ready for this? Uh, can, can it get worse? <laughs> yes. Uh, this is uh, Lego by Banana. Oh, God. <laughs> what? It's a sour ale with bananas and maple syrup. This truly, banana is a g- bananas are barely good at banana. I'm and very excited. You, I does it taste like shot. waffles at all? Uh, well, I started this maple nipple, so I'm having that, which is pretty good. It tastes oh, okay. like pancakes uh, that have been soaked in beer, which I know we all like. Yeah, um, tasty. So I got that. You know, we always we always joke about how Pete like drinks hard and maybe like has the taste uh, of a I guess a child an, an alcoholic child. Uh, but Alex, I got to think you keep trying to add alcohol to foods. Yeah, <laughs> in a way that I'm starting to wonder what's up with you. Like, are you like another burial? Let me start the day with a beer cereal mix. <laughs> yeah, beer of course. Meal. How would uh, how else would you start the day? Yeah, oh my god, I would love that. Dump beer and yeah. cereal. Oh, what yes, a great uh, to, to quote uh, Beer Cat PhD, it is not as good as that. <laughs> I have definitely um, done that uh, as a joke, uh, but it was real. Also, uh, soup is bad with alcohol. Soup? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I wouldn't have like a nice whiskey clam chowder. I don't think. Uh, let's, oh yeah, <laughs> Manhattan style, of course. Uh, let's oh. move to questions. We got one here on the tube. Agitato says, "You guys excited for Mandalorian? I'm still waiting for Carl Weathers to exclaim, Mando, you son of a bitch, and smash out a handshake like in Predator.'" Um, what do, What do you think? That's coming up on Friday. You guys stoked for the new season of Mando? I'm psyched for Mando. Um, oh yeah, Very it's fun. funny. Despite all the TV and all the TV TV that we've been watching, it's this feels like a, a special case. It feels like a little uh, throwback to an earlier time in our lives when we were happy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. a joyful time. Yes. Yeah, I was riding the subway watching that, so that was such a world away. And you will again, right? Uh sure. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens on that count. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm excited for it. It looks good. I'm definitely going to wake up early and watch the first episode and probably every episode. But I still get nervous about the amount of things we've heard about in this season and that we're going to end up with Jon Favreau pulling an Iron Man 2 again, where it's just... Hey, hey, come on. Are you defending Iron Man 2, or what are you doing right now? What's your Defending Jon Favreau. Never made a bad movie. Right, Pete? that's right. Never made, is, made never made is glorious. Fuck movie. you, man. No, not a good movie. Not a I good got movie. Uh, a sketch. Sketch. Here's the thing: I will defend Iron Man two on occasion because there are things that I really enjoy about that movie. But it's overstuffed. The briefcase armor. The briefcase. The briefcase armor, armor is great. Uh, Mickey Rourke and his bird is ridiculous. Sam very Rockwell good. is very fun, but it's it's a mess because it's trying to do too many things at once, and I worry this is going to be the same thing. It feels like. 
maybe there's a danger of going into too many directions versus staying as focused as it did in the first season. But uh, the problem I see is that they know how popular they are and they know what works going into the second season. And that's always a danger. (laughs) When has anyone knowing how cool they are ever been a bad thing? I mean, us from year one to year two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Confidence. Yes, exactly. Uh, I still have the jet skis we bought. We gotta return them. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, All right, but very exciting. I'm sure we'll be talking lots more about that. Let's move to question here on Crowdcast. Joe says, what do you think the favorite Halloween candies of all the various Robins are? Wow, that's a big question. Hyper-specific question. That is a hyper-specific question. Um, Nightwing, Nightwing probably likes a Twix. Wow. <laughs> What's that about? You said that. Was, yeah, you said that so weird. I don't know. He just feels like he's like Twix is kind of like, oh, I'm snapping it into a Twix. That's good. He might also like Mounds because he's got a nice hot butt. Wow. Wow, Alex. What? Don't you mean all? That took a turn. That was a hard turn. No. What does everybody know about Nightwing? He, he used to be a Robin and he has a nice butt. That's it. Well, that's it. Those Alex. toes, that's those pigs. You know what? You, oh my the God. way you talk about people, it's like pieces of meat. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, Nightwing. He's done deep. more things than that. He's done more for this he country this than you have. He was in the circus, Alex. Yeah. He, and that's he's also he got, got the sweet maple nibbles. Oh, that's, boy. Not, <laughs> oh, my God. That's like a maple leaf drunk. nipple. Like a Canadian <laughs> nipple. Drunk, a Canadian nipple. I see. Oh. It's, the maple leaves are covering the nipples. I got you. Now that beer probably tastes great, now that I understand it. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, let's break down the Robin candy. Yeah, I think uh, I think Nightwing, uh, you, you are right, Alex. He's just sort of an over-the-plate guy. I'm going to go with Mr. Goodbar. Ooh, I, I was think, thinking Baby Ruth, but all right. Yeah. Mr. Goodbar is one of those candy bars that you don't see anywhere else, except for on Halloween night in its mini form. Yeah, and the mini ever seen? Have you ever seen a big, big Mr. Goodbar? Like, who's no. eating those? Yeah, it's not in the eighties. I did, but that was. Do you it. think Tim Drake has like celery? He has like ants on a log or something. Oh, uh, yeah, poor Tim ex- Drake. He X-rays apples to make sure there's no razor blade, in them, <laughs> and then eats them. Um, yeah, uh, don't forget Steph. Uh, Steph Brown, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, she's the spoiler. I don't know. Is she like a Rice Krispie treat? Ooh, no, I was thinking like a uh, candy apple? Mm. No, it's Sour Patch Kids. Ooh, that's a good one for her. I like that. Oh, that's a good call, Pete. Do we do um, Jason Todd yet? Because no. he's just like snorting straight cocaine. Hey, whoa. Yeah. Come on. Yes, the adult Halloween candy is cocaine. <laughs> Nose candy. Yeah, if Nose you go to Alex's house, he's like, how old are you? And if you're over 15, you get cocaine. <laughs> a handful. A handful of cocaine. He pours yeah. it into your hand like this. Well, that's the nice thing about this year is you can't really hand people candy on Halloween, but you can blow powder out your window. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite high is just really sucking air cocaine out of a park or Sunset Park window. Yeah. I think we answered that correctly. I think so, too. Uh, Did we say could... Damian Wayne? Um, no, he didn't. I mm. think he, like, strict nine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of calls for, like, good and plenties or licorice for Damian yeah. Wayne. I don't well, know. Maybe, maybe black licorice. And I I think like he's gonna go for Red Hots or a Atomic Fireball he, or something. He like, like that. 
mushes them all together, like melts them all together or something, mm-hmm. makes something kind of monstrous and crazy. And we know that the true, um, like the Joker would only choose the true, truly the most villainous candy, Swedish fish. Oh, come on. Stop. <laughs> you are so wrong Stop. about this. Yeah, what was that? Oh, yeah, the dust on it? Like, I'm still trying yeah, to This is head. for a podcast we haven't even posted yet, right? Oh, cool. <laughs> cool it's good. Cool. It's the preview. <laughs> now, so Swedish dumb. fish are gross. They're like, Fuck you. Uh, also, they're like old, old versions of Sour Patch Kids. They're the what dusty old Sour Patch Kids. Swedish fish are one of the top candies of all time. Necco <laughs> wafers crazy. are the Swedish fish of the gum. What? This that doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Necco uh, wafers yeah. aren't even candy. Those are like, those are vitamins, I think. <laughs> vitamins. Or very thinly sliced chalk. Uh, over on the tomb, Nelson Martinez says, have you guys seen the new Batwoman actress in the new suit? What do you guys think? I think it's great. Oh, yeah, man. Looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see the revamped uh, show. Hopefully, uh, it'll be great. Uh, the costume looks amazing. Yeah, I love uh, Javisha, Javisha, Javica, Javica, Leslie, uh, how much she collaborated with everybody on it is, I think, pretty awesome. Um, She talked about this during the DC fandom panels. Again, when they sent out the press release with the actual pictures of her, Um, she apparently like they went back and forth and throw through pictures of what her hair should be or like what her costume should be like, how it should fit her, how it should be different than Ruby Rose, um, how it should be more appropriate to her as a person. Uh, and I think that's great. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and it fits like I, I, I'm sad because I will miss Ruby Rose on the show, but I am really excited to see what she's going to bring to the character. Yeah. It should be fun. Yeah. I don't watch the show, but that sounds cool. It does. You should check it out. Check it out. Batwoman. You got some free time. Yeah. Uh, just oh, grab some too? Swedish fish and uh, go watch uh, Batwoman Season 1 now on HBO Max, your favorite streaming service. Uh, Edward Doherty says, superheroes often have one traumatic experience from the childhood, which is poetically expressed as part of their hero persona. Could you please... Oh. I really got to vet these. Could you please speculate on the incident from your co-host youth that makes them the way oh they are my now? God, no. <laughs> Perfect. No. Uh, great. You could get real fucked up. What trauma in our pasts led us to be here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think maybe. To be, to be who we are. Yeah. I think maybe somebody said to Zalbin, you aren't funny and you're never going to go to Cornell and Zalbin was like, I'll prove you wrong. And then, mm-hmm. wow, that's what happened. And we find out later that that person is Pete. Traveling through time. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh, hmm. I picture Alex riding one of those Victorian bicycles. Mm-hmm. Well, the that's big true. wheel and then the small wheel. And I guess that's not super traumatic, but that's just what I picture. Yeah, I did uh, swallow a bee once when I was riding a bicycle. That was oh, pretty weird. Oh, man. Did it, Were you like, did yum? It live? Uh, well, I feel like I've had to have told this story on the show before, uh, but I was about probably 15 or 16 riding my bike through the park. And as I was riding through the bike through the park, looked in front of me and I was like, ooh, it's a flying Cheeto. And I opened my mouth and it went like that and it went right down my throat. And I went, mm. and I was like, wait a second. Flying Cheetos don't exist. I just swallowed a bee. Alex, what whimsical. <laughs> what cartoon Flying character. Cheetos don't exist. I don't know. 
That's a very that's what happened. Most, that's the most jughead thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's why that put, that put you on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. I was like, no more bee swallowing for me. Mm-mm-mm. That's more Archie than Jughead. I feel like no, Jughead's hungry. Yeah, Jughead. You'd be like, ooh, a flying Cheeto. Let me have sex with it. Take my <laughs> <Yeah>. shirt off. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You're not Wait, wrong. Did, did it sting you in your mouth at all? Or no, I don't think so. I the only time I've had several weird bee encounters. Uh, <laughs> there was that one. Uh, another time, the you very do a short whole ver- podcast on bee stuff. I, I mean, stories. I could. Uh, the The short version of the story was uh, when I was thirteen. I was on a camping tour of the East Coast. We went to, uh, up and down the East Coast and camped at a bunch of places. And we were uh, walking a trail in some national park. I honestly don't remember exactly where it was. Um, but everybody in front of me started running as fast as they can uh, down the trail. Now, Always I should mention that they Always warned us run. before we got on the trail. They were like, hey, just be careful. There's a bear in the loose in the woods and it's been kind of approaching people. So just <clears throat> back off if you see it. Just be very careful. <clears throat> so it's like, oh, my God, it's the bear. So I started following after them, and I realized it was not, in fact, the bear. Somebody had disturbed a beehive on the path, and the path was swarming with bees. And when I looked down, my entire legs, I was wearing shorts, were completely covered in bees. Oh, like, were you like what? the last guy running? Were you the- No, there were th- four people behind me, oh, wow. and I was completely frozen in fear, stood there completely stock still. Well, over- you stopped? I stopped when I saw the bees. Oh! I couldn't move. I was completely frozen. You were like, this is my Spider-Man moment. Yes, this is it. I was like, bite me, bees. No, I was completely terrified. And the four people behind me were like, just stay calm. And I was like, I definitely can't, but I'm going to not move anyway. And it felt like over the course of an hour, I very, very slowly moved my way back towards them, away from where everybody had run away. You were... You were like, I'll run toward the bees. No, 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 away from the bees, away from the bees, but like a centimeter at a time until finally all the bees left and I did not get stung at all. One of the people who was, it was insane. One of the people behind us was like, you know what? I'm going to make a run for it. Jumped over the bees. He got stung. Pretty much everybody else on the tour got stung. tried to jump over bees? Yeah, and ran after everybody. And myself and two other people (laughs) were like, you know, we're going to double back try to figure out if there's another way out of the forest to get back to the tour bus. So we doubled back, took a very long time, finally got back there, and everybody else uh, was there by the time we got back there, of course, and they're like, hey, what happened to you? And they were like, oh, we tried to avoid the bees, so we went back, and they're like, oh, we got attacked by the bear. Oh! Wow! Yeah. So there you go. How many, so, how many kids died by the bear? Uh, nobody nobody died, but the bear ran out of them, and they all screamed and ran away. Uh, so uh, no bees stung me that day. No bears attacked me, but everybody else pretty much got stung by bees and attacked by a bear. Okay, so you, I, for, it's like you walked well, just like torn shirt, like prepubescent <laughs> muscles hanging out, uh-huh. just like striding bravely. Everyone else is in tatters behind you. <laughs> yep, Did pretty you much. Were, that was pretty much wait, it. Wait, wait. Shot for shot. Who goes on hiking tours of the East Coast? What are you fucking? What are like, you talking about? You're like, oh, I was on a. A hiking tour of the yeah, East they would Coast. put us on a tour bus. We go from campsite to campsite. It, there are a couple of hotels in the middle there. There's it's he, a this whole is, thing. This is city kid stuff. Yeah, he was I don't like, understand. What it's, it's called a teen tour. 
Yeah, he was at a, a teen tour. tour? He was at a teen, teen tour. tour, Pete. You got on a teen, teen bus and they took yeah. you places? Uh, but wait, uh, no, the... A tragedy struck a yet another teen <laughs> tour as the B-Bear one-two punch yeah. devastated. Uh, but just to answer the question, uh, I didn't get stung when I ate the bee. I did get stung when I was covered in bees. However, uh, my senior year of college, I got mono. And I was home. I went back home and I was home with Motto for a month. And I was upstairs using my parents' computer, just like playing King's Quest or something Ooh, like that. And I was using like, your Ow! computer. Yeah. And yeah. I just, oh, no. Honestly, at that point, I was probably watching the Phantom Menace trailer on a loop on like a postage stamp side thing. Uh, but I, I suddenly felt like something very sharp. And I looked down at my pajama pants because it was in pajamas. And I had no idea How what was going on in it. Uh, senior year of college. Oh my uh, god! And I worked the thing in my pants all the way down, and I realized a bee had somehow crawled all the way up my pants and stuck me on my knee. So that's the only oh. time I've been stung by a bee. Wow! Another riveting st- bee story from Alex. <laughs> that's going to crush at the uh, old folks' home that we all live in eventually. <laughs> Were they Star Wars pajama bottoms? Probably. <laughs> Let's were you honest. wearing a top or were your post-pubescent <laughs> muscles? It was mostly ripped because I had just been attacked by a bear. These goddamn bees! <laughs> well, I think that answered your question, Edward. Uh, let's move on to Beer Cat PhD related to Alex's pumpkin carving. Who carved pumpkins this year? What did everyone carve? Uh, just to clarify, I didn't actually carve a pumpkin. Just to clarify, this is a flex pumpkin, not a yeah. regular pumpkin. Should I, should I show it off here on the camera? Um, yeah, we already saw it in your background. Like, no need. We saw you place it there. Yeah. So, and one of your many that's an gift actual pumpkin that you get. What? That's an actual pumpkin. Yeah, that's an actual pumpkin. It's from, oh my God, I'm forgetting the name, but New I think it's Mutant. like Monster Carving. Uh, and they sent some out for New Mutants coming to digital and Blu ray on November 17th. Uh, but it's a rain pumpkin. Uh, so, I was Listen. super excited about that. It's a pumpkin that rain comes out of. <laughs> Rain Sinclair from New Mutants, the New Mutants. Wolf oh, oh, yeah. okay. Wolf I thought it was like some kind of pumpkin that, like, it can get rained on. It'll be fine. It won't, you know. <laughs> you wouldn't believe this pumpkin. Holds <laughs> <laughs> up to rain. One of the it rare pumpkins that gets rained on. Uh, it but lives on rain. To get back so, to the question, uh, you sure you don't want to flex? I'm, I'm sure you got more packages that to. you were sent and just I would be show up. I'd love to. Okay, all yes. right. No, I don't have anything else right now. Uh, do you, uh, have you carved any special pumpkins either this year or previous years? I in the past, yes. Uh, we're carving our pumpkins tomorrow. Ooh, yeah. Liwana had a pumpkin uh, party where uh, people came over and carved pumpkins. I didn't carve just because I was trying to be a good host, make sure everybody was uh, properly fact up. You know what I mean? Just making sure glasses are full and stuff. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Sorry, I, I disappeared from the camera for a moment. I just needed to put my beer back in this mini fridge I got from ABC. <laughs> Holy shit. Your arms got to be hurt, huh, bro? Are your arms hurt from flexing so hard? Another Alex workout. Or t- TV flexes for a half are an we hour. having a flex off right now? Your arms got to be killing you. I like our flex off because it's just Alex and then we're like, yup. Shut up. <laughs> that cooler looks like it's can hold one beer. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty in terrible. your face, Alex, that can only hold one beer. 
Ben the Border Collie says, flexing with a promotional pumpkin, Alex. The answer to that is yes. Uh, from Randolph, <laughs> do you have any all-ages graphic novel wrecks? Mm, good question. All-ages graphic novel wrecks. I mean, I'll tell you, these are not... Uh, I mean, they are graphic novels, even though I feel like people in comics don't consider them this, but my son is obsessed with Dogman, the series, which is by the Captain Underpants guy. Right. They're actually not bad. Uh, they're very silly and dumb, but purposely so. <laughs> but there's a lot of puns for the adults as well. So um, I recommend them. And the other thing that's kind of neat about them is there's a bunch of here's how to draw the characters things in the back. Uh, and he's been cool. obsessively just like doing those things, which has been very cool to see. So there you go. That's my recommendation. That's a good one. I'm trying to think. The first one that comes to mind, and it's a little fantasy focused, but Mouse Guard is one that I feel like yeah. is all that we liked mine. back in the day. Uh, and the uh, the all yeah guys uh, who do the DC stuff is it's you know it looks very kid friendly, but it, there's a lot of great jokes in there for adults as well. You're talking like Tiny Titans. Yep. Nice. Uh, recommendation from Ben the Border Collie, Moon Girl, and Devil Dinosaur, which is a great one as yes. well. Uh, also, Batman Little Gotham is a lot of fun. That's by Dustin. Oh, Lynn. yeah, that was great. Uh, that's, a, that's a good time. I uh, highly recommend that. Uh, lots of stuff out there. Uh, question from John George. So, Uh-oh. Justin, is Doctor Strange, what else are people dressing as this Halloween? Pete, hot dog again? Uh, no, I'm a uh, slice of pizza this year. Nice. <laughs> Keeping it food. I just Hitting got a rep in New York City, you know, in my new surrounding. I'm still not ready to kind of, you know, let they're gonna go. Be like, what are you, pepperoni triangle? And Yeah, like, they're like, I don't understand what you are. And I'm like, yeah, no shit you don't, fuckers. Yeah, because you have a Brooklyn accent down there, right? Oh, yeah. I, I turned it up when I'm down here around new people. Nice, good. <laughs> good. I, when I meet somebody, I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know what I mean? Just lay it on. Lay it on. Nice, thick. lay it on. Uh, there actually are a lot of people in the comments right now uh, with the pizza and the hot dog who are wondering why you're not dressing a like cheese a steak. <laughs> Too obvious. It's too obvious. Alex That's tried right. to rewrite history. I tried. And I didn't. Really work. And I don't good. want to tee you up ever for that. So, you know, there's also that. Dress it like a cheese steak. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I will be going as a chimney sweep in support of a uh, <laughs> child's costume, my child's mm-hmm. costume. Are uh, you, when you say going, are you trick-or-treating? No, Just, we're not no, going. Uh, we're not oh, okay. All right. I, uh, dressing, at, uh, dressing as and then sitting at home. Gotcha. Uh, very cool. Alex, uh, what are you? Wait, wait. Oh. You got to tell us the rest that you're like, um, my child. We, we have done. We're doing a Mary eight. Poppins. We're doing a Mary Poppins theme. Oh, fine. Uh, so who's what? Jimmy Su- um, my older daughter, Madikid, is Mary Poppins. Um, nice. And then our, our younger daughter is a, wants to be a chimney sweep, yeah. which is sort of like. But now, now my wife feels guilty. She's like, "Well, she doesn't have her own costume. She's just support costuming for a, a daughter." But she wants to be a chimney sweep at this point. So it's like, "What do you do?" But that, like, wait, what if she grows up to become a chimney sweep? And we're like, "Oh, oh not a little wrong with that. unhealthy." It's like being yeah, but a, 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 it's like being a minor that goes up. 
Most chimney sweeps don't sing because of this. Uh, have you have you explained to her that shoe shine can get a little more money? Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, step in time. Step in time. What's Molly going to be then? Also Penguin? chimney sweep. It's three oh, chimney wow. sweeps and Mary Poppins. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, that's uh, I don't know. Actually, we have done coordinated costumes, but I don't know that I'm going to do anything this year. My Son is dressing up as the Mandalorian. We got him a great nice. Mandalorian costume. We got him a little baby Yoda Mando! that clips, Mando! That just clips on that his shoulder. Uh, so he's pretty excited about that. That looks awesome. Uh, and my daughter is going to do Harry Potter for the 10th year in a row, probably. Hey, man. Keeping it real. Pete Mail on the hot dog. Uh, cool. We got a question here. Uh, Agitato says, so are you going to walk down the street saying chim chimney, chim 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 Cherie? True, isn't it? I do. I do every day. A sweeping <laughs> as lucky as lucky can be. Uh, and Scott Carpenter says, noticed no more stack section of the live show. Uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? We, what? Uh, we, we spun Very the stack. astute. Yes. No, I, I mean, we did it for a little while at the beginning of quarantine in a very different way, and then it kind of fell fell off as we started doing, uh, as Joe mentioned, so you hear in the comments, more audience questions, uh, also just more guest interview, I think, yeah. um, time. Um, but there is the Stack Podcast, which has all the reviews and has been getting longer and longer. Yes. Uh, and that posts <laughs> when You do review morning. almost everyone now. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, we we've been slowly uh, spitting off all of our sections into other podcasts. Week of Geek is now the Patreon podcast. Stack is its own podcast. If only we Eventually. could spin this pesky trivia out of this show and get. Oh <laughs> man! Uh, but there you go. Uh, but yeah, if you want to check out the Stack, uh, the main pesky. place to do that is over in uh, its own podcast. But I think if we ever have guests. Like just uh, just our fun guests back versus our interview guests. I think we'll try to do stack stuff again in the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's a good idea. I mean, uh, Nat Towson hasn't bombed our show lately, um, and it's his birthday today. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, back. Nat! He'll yeah. probably come in hot. You know what I mean for like audience questions or or uh, trivia. Yeah. Uh, and Scott follows up. Could that be where you go uh, over great older comics? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think just because we've uh, been able to book so many comic specific writers and artists lately. Uh, I haven't been reaching out honestly as much to that and Abe Reisman and uh, comedians and other folks, oh, uh, but we, we, we can get back to that. We can do it. Maybe over and these and prime. Oh no. Uh, I accidentally clicked off of whatever Kevin's question was. Kevin, if you want to ask your question in the comments again, uh, go for wow. it. Um, that was my mistake. Uh, but in the meantime, Hollywood Homer says, is being bit by a radioactive spider a pre-existing condition? Uh, great question. Justin, you're a doctor. Do you want to field this one? That's yeah. true. I'm a doctor producer. Um, uh, yes, it's a pre-existing condition. Um, and, uh, your healthcare sense yeah. is tingling. Oh, I thought you were all line doctor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm a, no, I'm a line dancer. That's oh, where the posted his question. Nice. Uh, wow. Okay, here we go. Uh, Kevin said, silliest, craziest merch you've ever bought. Hmm. Hmm. Silliest, merch. craziest merch. Uh, I will say this is not silly or crazy, but to answer for Pete, uh, the fact that at every comic convention, you would take an enormous stack of comics and get them all graded 
That was pretty wild to me. That's not merch, or I'm not even buying anything. What do you? You're buying yeah, those plastic you, cases that they. You're actually buying out. nothing, technically. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think also to answer for Pete, I think the best merch you get at a at a comic con is the barbecue uh, ribs at the lower <laughs> level of the Javits Center. <laughs> uh, if we, I talking about cons, though, I think that like I love going to cons to see the kind of stuff that you can get. I also love t-shirt, like looking for cool, nerdy t-shirts is definitely a passion of mine. And like at cons, there would be tons of, uh, whether they're startup t-shirt ideas or just like selling like comic book t-shirts, there's always a lot of fun to kind of be had in that. And that was one of my favorite things to do at a con when we go look for shirts. And then me and Justin bought the same shirt that one year. What? Oh, the Felix? Felix, yeah. Yeah, great. That is, I, that's not silly, but that is one of my favorite pieces of merch that uh, we've gotten. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I will say, I mean, just while you're thinking, Justin, about the t shirt thing, again, not particularly silly, but, and it wasn't for me. Uh, I think it was at a New York Comic Con. I got. Um, my daughter, I'm trying to remember back in time based on the size, but uh, there was a hoodie that was a wicket from Star Wars hoodie. Uh, mm. And it was like just a brown hoodie and you'd flip it up and it had the little ears and everything. And it was very adorable. I, I believe it was a Her Universe thing, which that stuff is always real, real good. Uh, the stupidest thing that I didn't even buy, but uh, my family bought and that we used way too much at the Philadelphia Con uh, Pete, uh, you might remember this, Justin, you might as well, but they had uh, a soda stand, like an old-timey soda stand. Oh, and yeah. you bought a metal mug, mug yeah. you get as much soda as you want. Yeah, yeah. We, we got that on the first day, and I could not believe, yes, Wild Bill, I could not believe the amount of soda we drank that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. All it takes to become a, like a soda addict is a cup that you can refill <laughs> in the room. I guess the best thing I bought is I paid um, several thousand dollars for a fuck soups hat uh, (laughs) (laughs) promotion for uh, the boys. Do you think that was a good? Oh, we have a box of them. What a waste. Oh, no. That's still in the pit, right? Yeah, it's still there. Man, we got to get that back. Yeah. Um, Uh, Also, our mics and stuff and suitcase are all there, right? Oh, my God. What? We got to get all that stuff. Uh, Ooh, uh, this is a related question from Pablo. Uh, Pablo says, what's the worst thing you bought at a convention the last few years? Um, Good question from Pablo there. Worst thing you bought at a convention? Worst worst thing. I mean, watching you buy that soda mug really bumped me. (laughs) Yeah, that was rough. Pete getting the uh, ribs or whatever it was every single day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the I, worst thing you buy at any Comic Con is the food. Yes. Yeah, it's like the overpaying for a hot dog that's there's like. There's never enough condiment. And I'm a condiment guy. I would rather have more tartar sauce than whatever thing I'm putting it on. Wow. You know what I'm talking about? Tartar sauce? Give me a uh, mug to fill with tartar sauce. <laughs> I'm a happy guy. Oh, man. Oh, that would be great. Like a like a fish stick said right in the middle of the con floor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that's why Long John Silver's is clearly the most popular fast food place in America. Mm-hmm. People are craving that tartar sauce uh, vehicle. 
Absolutely. Goes right with the maple clam chowder. What did we say earlier? <laughs> oh, man. Whiskey. <laughs> Whiskey clam chowder. There we go. That's my call sign. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, whiskey clam chowder. <laughs> whiskey clam chowder. It's uh, cocaine Halloween over here. <laughs> cocaine Halloween. Oh my gosh. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more uh, from Hollywood Homer. Uh, what's an untapped comic that hasn't been turned into a movie or TV show, excluding those that won't sell the rights, like Saga or Alan Moore's comics? Mm. Uh, I mean, this is a very recent example based on what we were talking about earlier in the show, but I really do think once you guys read the Titan book, it seems like just a slam dunk for like a simple doubt and dirty sci-fi movie. uh, Somebody should pick that up. Like, I think somebody could really do that justice without losing too much for the book itself. Uh, Yeah. Stray bullets at a hundred bullets. Yeah. And also scalped would be amazing. But uh, Concrete, I loved that uh, book very much. Uh, I'm surprised nobody has done anything with that. It's really kind of crazy and fun. Give me that Bone animated series. Mm. I'm ready for it. That's what I want. A sort of a Ralph Bakshi style, uh, old-fashioned animated series. Bring that on. Uh, there's this um, comic uh, written by Nathan Edmondson from mm. uh, like 10, 12 years ago called Dancer. Uh, about, oh, yeah, that was a good that one. Book? Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a uh, like an aging FBI agent who was um, either dating or married to this ballet dancer. Oh yeah, and he's being hunted by a younger version of himself. He was a great agent. Uh, it's Gemini Man, him. but you know, without Will Smith, uh, right? Um, but anyway, that who wants that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another good question from Hollywood Homer over here. Uh, will it's Image good. Comics join Dark Horse, Oni Press, ITW, and other smaller publishers uh, to make an online digital comic subscription to take on the other big three, DC, Marvel, Shonen Jump? Uh, I would venture more likely Comixology is going to get them, right? Like, Dark Horse has kind of tried its own thing. It hasn't exactly worked, but Comixology is the dominant thing in the market. So I could see them slowly picking up those other ones personally I, I it is crazy i haven't bought physical comics in so long yeah well, weird i was in you know, my basement and there's just a loose like, you are in comic. your basement that's great that's right and i was uh, another time too um, oh, weird. and i to see just like that sort of weekly stack of comics and uh, realize that I, I just don't know when the next time I'll get my hands on them again. Real revelation. Hmm. Cool. Great. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, we already kind of answered this, but uh, Hollywood Homer asks, uh, have you all voted already? The only reason I'm bringing it up again, yes, we've all voted. Uh, if you haven't voted, not to make this into a political show, but uh, as far as we've been hearing today, this you kind of missed your chance to mail in stuff at this point. I don't know what your guys' experience was, but when I was standing online, they were kind of just letting people walk in if they had their filled-in ballots yep. properly in the envelope. Uh, you could skip the line and everything. So just don't mail it in at this point. Just bring it. Go to the drop box. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. Vote, vote, vote. Uh, turnout has been amazing so far. Keep it coming. Uh, it's awesome. So exciting. Um, 
Ugh. Uh, let's see. Here we go. There's Alex vetting a Don't question read that live one. in front of you. Sorry, everybody. Um, and this is just a follow up of what we talked about before. We'll wrap up with this one from Joe. Uh, mostly for Alex, what? but does it amuse you? Does it amuse you that you want Mad News Season 2 to be more like self-contained episodes like Star Trek used to be, as opposed to bigger ongoing story like Star Wars usually is, which Star Trek has become? Not quite sure. Uh, I, I, I don't think it amuses me. I think the thing about it is that, like, Mando is the thing that it was. It's not about what I want Star Wars to become so much as what I want Mando to be. If that seems fair, I don't know if you guys agree with that. You want Mando to grow up to be the the Mando that he always meant was meant to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been trading back and forth, also, right? Like Star Trek has been picking up from Star Wars. Star Wars has been picking up from Star Trek, probably less so. Yeah, uh, I would venture. <laughs> I'd be curious to hear what you think Star Wars has taken from Star Trek. Because uh, I think one of the reasons why Star Wars has suffered a bit is they are very uh, sort of cocky about their choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and their choices have been a little bit more reckless than I think um, in this last trilogy than I think we want. And I was either reading or hearing someone talk about a podcast, the way a lot of the development of those last of that last uh, movie uh, went, it was like chaos. Like the, mm-hmm. uh, the Daisy Ridley interview that I think we talked about where she was like, yeah, we didn't know what the script was like. We shot like four different endings and it was like, that's not how you make a cohesive story. Right. That's how you end up with a, a muddled uh, bit of mess. But I think Star Trek often has the other problem where it's like overly wrought. It's overly complex to the point where it's like, wait, these are space angels that Spock only knows about. Uh, okay. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, Salvin, you went out of frame, so you probably want to flex on something right now, right? You got something. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to crack open this uh, banana-flavored beer. Reverse oh, flex. <laughs> banana-flavored beer is the, the opposite. It's like when it's, a, it's, a cartoon character puts a muscle up. And it and, oh, I'm, gi- I'm giving it a little sniff here, and you can really smell the bananas. <laughs> Go out and smell the bananas. What about the waffle? Can you smell any waffle mm-hmm. in there? Mmm. Uh... <laughs> Oh, look. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can taste the maple as well. It's wow. like, uh, uh, it's a, uh, it's like dropping a Jolly Rancher in an old kombucha bottle. Yeah, it's like if you took a pina colada and then not banana, uh, famously not banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you took, if you had a pina colada and you threw it away and left a banana in the sun for six weeks, and you're like, let me eat this now, and it was poisoned by alcohol, that's what you just put in your yeah. Uh Imagine you had like a bunch of banana runts, and then you melted them inside of a sour beer, and oh. then also accidentally spilled some maple syrup in it. That's mm. what this is like. Oh man, you had me at uh, melted runts. I mean, that's that's my one of my favorites. Yeah. Great runts South great Bay, day. if you want to pick this up, it, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, gee, what little tiny can were you just drinking? Little oh, Virginia I'm, Slim of drink. Right there. I'm drinking like leftovers from the party. Uh, this is a uh, the uh, party. Like a, the from yeah the pumpkin uh, carving party that Liwana had. This is a, like a crisp uh, little, okay. little white wine. 
<laughs> Pete, what are your insides like? I feel like I ask this every week. You yeah. just had vodka and purple stuff, <laughs> and now you're drinking a barefoot what, Chardonnay? I don't think it's a Chardonnay. Read what it is, you coward. <laughs> it says crisp white, which sounds awful to say out loud. Uh, wine base spritzer. <laughs> well, wine I think that's base. the perfect cue up for our next section here on the show. It's trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePay. All right. Part, we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of gift card to Midtown Comics online. Uh, I was really hoping we would see, uh, Birthday boy, but I guess not. Here, I'm gonna invite yeah. Adriel Moreland. Adriel yeah, there we go. Let's see what happens. What's going on, Pete? What's uh, what's today's topic for trivia? Maybe some topical comic book news. Yeah, oh, okay. Topical comic news is uh, right, so you're gonna do like you. election, election stuff. You're gonna do some election no. stuff. No, oh, it's all hey, Angel hey. Borland, everybody. Welcome to the stream. Hello, Hello how are you? Welcome to Trivia. Friend. I'm going to turn it over to Pete LePage. All right. Uh, great to see you. I'm going to read you a question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right. $25 will be yours. Oh, no. Can he not What's hear that? us? Can you not hear us? Yeah, type. Oh, no. Uh, here we go. All right. Type in the chat. Answers. Yeah, type in your answers on the type chat. Type in answers. Here we go. We're going to do this. Nice. We're going to make this, this is, work. This is going to be fine, but I think the issue is he can't hear us. So Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just hoping he reads okay. the comment. I can, I can hear now. Hey. Oh, hey. All right. There we go. All right. Take it away, Pete. All right, great. I'm going to read you a question and listen to all three possible answers. Get all three questions right. $25 will be yours. And as Zelvin mentioned, today's uh, trivia is on topical comic news. Starting in January of 2021, DC says there will be a new blank. Is it A, Batman, B, Superman, or is it C, Meryl Streep? There will be a new blank. Is it A, Batman, or is it B, and definitely not C? It could be C. It's about time. Hey, how dare you, sir? Respect the streep. <laughs> She's had quite a streep. So I think what you want to say is A, and you are correct. A new Batman. Who's <laughs> Batman? Nice. All right, question number two. What is the name of Colin Bunn's movie that is somehow in theaters this weekend? Is it A, The Empty Man, B, Bunton Abbey, or is it C, Jude Law? So it's either A, so you can get $25, or you can pick nice. B or C. Hey. All right. Yeah, it's correct. Good Here job. we go. Last one. Hold on. We have to enjoy savor the win there, Pete. A. Oh, okay. All right, great. <laughs> Last one. What Marvel title is making its return to comics tomorrow? Is it A, Runaways, B, Before the Fantastic Four, Ben Grimm and Logan, or is it C, Clark Gregg? So it's either A, and you will get $25, or you could say something else. 
Yeah. Hey. Nice. <laughs> Good work. You did it. You beat Pete at trivia. Incredible. You destroyed Pete, and he has you to spend twenty five dollars of his hard earned money on this gift <laughs> card. Uh, you're gonna get that in whiskey clam chowder. That's very exciting. But shoot us an email at comicbookclublive at gmail.com and we'll get you that gift certificate. Thank you, Adriel. Have a good night. Cool Hulk shirt. Thanks, guys. Good Bye. night, Adriel. All right. There the whiskey we go. clam chowder over and out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, this go gate Halloween. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, Halloween. folks. We, before we, we always we <laughs> always celebrate cocaine Halloween two days after regular Halloween. Uh, yeah. Do you uh, celebrate uh, mischief cocaine? I just uh, wanted to point out, Kevin. Night? <laughs> Kevin was right. Um, it is oh, AI, artificial intelligence. Great movie. Everybody uh, cool. loves that movie. That's a great, very popular. Wait, is that a best. Robin Williams movie? You're goddamn right it is. Not Bicentennial Man? You're not thinking of that? Nope. He oh. was a voice. Uh, it wasn't a big part, but he was a voice in AI. Interesting. And he's in both. Great. Uh, guy knows robots. And we know that tomorrow is new comic book day, unless you're DC Comics, in which case it's out already. But what are you looking forward to, folks? Dudes, that's coming out. Pete, what's up? I, I'm looking forward to Bliss number four and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin number it's one. Multiple things. Yeah. Justin, what about you? What's the one thing you're looking forward to? Well, when I think about all of the things, it's so hard to choose. Um, I'm going to go with the Department of Truth number two. Ooh, mm. Nice one. Uh, which is a comic that is uh, so timely uh, in a great way, written by James Tynan, uh, the fourth, and uh, the art's really great. Timely Tynan. Timely Tynan, they call him, um, about how um, conspiracy theories and, and fake things manifest themselves in the world the more people believe them. Very cool. I'm looking forward to Ten of Swords or X of Swords, Stasis, number one, coming out from Marvel. Just uh, we're finally getting to it here in terms of the tournament and everything that's going on. So not really getting to hold on, hold on, save it for the stack podcast. Uh, This is, uh, I I've been loving this uh, crossover so far. It's just been a blast to read. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, So I'm excited to see how it continues to develop in weird and wily ways. And we're going to have reviews of all of those in our stack podcast, which is spun off into its own podcast Wednesday, 9 a.m., both in the comic book club feed and its own stack feed. And folks, I think that's it for the show. Thanks, everybody. Take care of yourself till next time. A couple of things before we go. We want to thank our guest for being on the show, Francois Vignol uh, from Odie Press's Titan. That's out on November 10th, so definitely pick that up. That is a lot of fun. Also, next week on the show, Kenny Keel is going to be here to talk about his book, Smooth City, and Evan Matthews is going to be here to talk about the Macroverse, new comics-based platform. We love I a, tech. I have a question for you, Alex. Is our show the uh, next week at this usual time, or is that a different time? Oh, sure isn't, time. Justin. That's absolutely nice right. In fact, we're going to be doing a Monday show next week. We're going to be doing it what? on November 2nd, not on November 3rd. Monday. Not on Tuesday. The reason is Tuesday is election night, and I don't yeah. think anybody wants to come here or and listen we'll be to us talk about comics, what is going on. So we're going to do it Monday instead. I know this is going to disrupt everybody's schedule. Thank you for sticking with us. 
but we figured that way everybody can concentrate on the terrible things that are happening uh, instead of... Or great uh, things. Or great, or great things. things. Happening. There you go. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do Monday, November 2nd for the show. Uh, we will stay tuned to our Twitter at Comic Book Live as well as Facebook for more information on that. Sorry and about I, the shift. We'll be back to Tuesday as usual. I have a feeling on Tuesday night um, I'll be writing about the election there. Um, if anyone wants to come and yell, uh, especially as the uh, night goes on. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also, Umbrella Pod Academy, our Umbrella Pod Academy podcast, uh, patreon.com slash comic book club, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, the Aperture of their choice, comic book club, live for this podcast, and more. Good night. Happy Halloween.